you know, when we think about this jar, remind yourself like, this is my life. And the goal is to fill this jar with intention. Be very intentional about what we put in the jar and in what priority, what order we put it in the jar. And when we get those big rocks in and we're really clear what those are, how much of the space in between those big rocks do you want to fill? Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelly Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. Before we begin, I want to share an offering from my soul to yours. If you've achieved traditional success only to realize that you're living someone else's dream, then this will start you on a profound journey toward becoming chief soul officer of your own life, just like I did. I'm gifting you a free chapter from my book, Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. It's called Liberating from the Shackles of Should. And if you're ready to, then visit soulbatical.com to download it for free. That's S-O-U-L-B-B-A-T-I-C-A-L.com. Warning, side effects include intense joy and fulfillment. Hello and welcome back, my fellow rebel souls. It's always good to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for continuing to tune in. This podcast is finding its groove, or maybe I'm finding my groove and finding my audience. I love that you guys are sticking with me and I've gotten amazing feedback and some really glowing reviews. So from the bottom of my heart and my soul, I thank you for sticking with me and for sharing this with your friends. And for anybody who got my newsletter, if you saw my recommendation on Good Pods, this social podcasting app, it's amazing. And if you didn't get my newsletter, well, maybe you want to sign up for it. You can do that on my website under Soul Fuel. However, that's not the point. The point is that you've got to sign up for Good Pods. Good Pods. I think that's what it's called. It's called Good Pods. It's an app for free. Download it. And I can't believe anybody didn't think about this before, but basically you get to follow the people you love. You can follow celebs and influencers and your friends. So we're all connected and we can all see what we're listening to. It's brilliant. So you get recommendations. You can see what's trending, you know, what your friends are giving five stars, what they're listening to right now, and you can start to build your own library. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So I want to share that because how great would it be that we can also share with other people that we're listening to Rebel Souls and we're loving it and we want more people to find out about it. So I'm really grateful for any and all reviews that you guys submit. I'm grateful for you jumping on Good Pods. Connect with me. I'm at Rebel Souls, of course. And yeah, and let's keep spreading the word. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know I said that, but guess what? I'm saying it again because I'm a rebel. I can do that, right? I'm making it up as as I go, you guys. So here's what we're doing today. Today, you got me. 
Today is a solo-sode, as I like to call these solo episodes. And I'm going to go deep on a topic that I am in the middle of struggle with right now. And that's the topic of really defining what the big rocks are in my life. And we'll talk about big rocks in a second. But I'm curious if any of you are feeling this same way. So I'm really kind of trapped in the busyness of my own creation right now. And I'm feeling overwhelmed. There is almost no daylight in my calendar. And my energy is feeling drained. So I don't have anything left over to create, which is one of the reasons I'm in this business and, you know, have become an entrepreneur. I like the freedom and I like the space and I like the creation and I want to write another book and I really want to be out there more as a thought leader, writing more articles, getting published in some bigger publications. And I can't do that if I'm feeling zapped of energy or feeling drained because I'm not focusing on the big rocks. I'm not focusing on what I call the tens. Actually, what my friend Mark Silverman calls the tens, but we're going to talk about that in a second. So I'm learning to trust that what I'm experiencing and some of the things that are really challenging me are probably some of the same things that you guys are facing as well. And given that this whole topic of big rocks and prioritizing and becoming ruthless in our own lives with our time and our energy and really our life management, this was the topic of conversation with three of my favorite humans who are also fellow coaches. And we got together yesterday, actually get together on a regular basis and you know, community and support is something that I want to talk about in this episode. So hang in there. And this came up. And it was a theme in what all of us were facing and feeling really challenged with in our lives right now. And so I woke up this morning and thought, well, man, if we're all experiencing this, then probably you guys are too. And what if I just share with you how I'm thinking about it? What I'm trying to do in my life, I have not perfected this by any means, but I feel like I have some good tools at my fingertips and I'm making some progress. And even in the past week, since I've really started focusing and digging in on, on particularly this idea of only tens that I want to introduce you guys to, I am sensing kind of that liberation and I can feel, I can see the white space and I can feel the levity and I can feel like even preparing for this solisote. I felt easier. It just flowed because I've created this space for myself. So I want to talk to you guys about three things today. So one is really talking about the big rocks. That that phrase was popularized by Stephen Covey, the management guru who wrote The Seven, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, we'll put a link in the show notes. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or Highly Successful People. Anywho, you guys, I think, know what I'm talking about. So Stephen Covey 
you've talked about this concept in that book, this concept of big rocks. And then there have been multiple kind of stories or parables that I've seen over the course of my life. And I want to read one of those to you and then just talk about what does it mean and how can we think about it as it relates to our life and how we plan the big rocks in our life and what this all means. The second thing I want to talk about is what I referenced, only tens, which is... I mean, it's a time, it's really a life management system masquerading as a time management system developed by my dear friend, Mark Silverman. And as these things happen, the beautiful serendipity and synchronicity in life, I had the opportunity to interview Mark Silverman about a week or two ago for the re-release, actually the updated version of his book, Only Tens, which was released in 2015. And the new version, Only Tens 2.0, came out on September 15th. And I had the, uh, the, the absolute pleasure and privilege to interview him with Dr. Aaron Baker, a dear friend of mine who was also on the podcast toward the very, very beginning. And I've gotten so much great feedback on her episodes. P.S. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen. Life in the and, the power and paradox of and will change your life. Okay, that was a side note. So only tens came back into my life. I'm prepping for the interview. And yeah, as it would have it, I kind of had that holy shit fuck moment. I don't know why I added in the F-bomb, but it really felt, it felt like punctuation (laughs) at that moment. And it really made me, kind of threw me for a loop and made me step back and go, oh, I see. I have all kinds of sevens and eights and nines in my life. I'm not really serious about what are the tens. And so I've kind of gone back and really gotten serious about understanding Mark's whole system and yeah, how I can think about that in my life. And I want to share a little bit of that with you guys and encourage you to get the book. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. By the way, there will also be a special offer around that book coming out with the October Soul Fuel newsletter. So that's always the first Sunday of every month. So again, geez, two two little pitches for my newsletter. Who knew? This was not part of my plan, you guys, but here we go. And then the last thing I want to take you through is how am I thinking about this? What are my filters? I've now kind of created this system for myself called Lens for Tens. And it's a work in progress. But I thought if I shared with you, like I shared with my coaching friends yesterday, how I'm thinking about this and the questions I'm asking myself and some of the filters that I'm creating, maybe it would spark ideas for you or just give you kind of a nudge in that direction. So yeah, I'm learning to trust that we're all kind of in this together and facing a lot of the same things. So let's dive in. I want to first talk about this big rocks concept. And actually what I want to do is read you the parable. I'm calling it a parable. I don't know if it technically is, but I want to read you this mason jar story that's become popular over time. And I think it just sets the, it sets the stage for what we're talking about. Some of you may know this and it's a good reminder. Some of you may be hearing it for the first time. So here goes. An expert on the subject of time management was lecturing to a group of business school students. And to drive home a point, he used an illustration those students will probably never forget. 
Standing in front of a classroom filled with self-motivated overachievers, he pulled out a one-gallon wide-mouthed mason jar and set it on a table. Then he produced a half dozen fist-sized rocks and carefully placed them one at a time into the jar. When the jar was filled to the top and no more rocks would fit, he asked, is this jar full? Everyone in the class said, yes. He said, really? He then reached under the table and pulled out a sack of gravel, or as I like to call them, pebbles. He slowly began dumping the pebbles in, pausing to shake the jars he did so the pebbles or the gravel would work itself down into the spaces between the big rocks. Then he smiled and asked the group once more, is the jar full? Some of the class were starting to catch on. Probably not, one of them called out. Good, he replied. Next, he reached under the table and brought out a bag of sand. He started shaking the sand in, and it sifted all the way down into all the spaces left between the rocks and the gravel. Once more, he asked the question, now is the jar full? No, the class shouted. Excellent, he said, and finally grabbed the pitcher of drinking water off the desk and began to pour it in until the jar was filled to the brim. Then he looked up in the cla- at the class and said, what's the point of this illustration? One eager student raised his hand and said, the point is no matter how full your schedule is, if you try really hard, you can always fit some more things into it. Nice try, the professor, the speaker replied, but that's not really the point at all. The truth is this little mason jar illustration teaches us a simple but powerful lesson. If you don't put the big rocks in first, you'll never get them in at all. Yeah. Let that sink in. It's such a good reminder, even though I've heard that many, many times. I had to sit back and remember. It's like, yeah, you know what? If we don't put those big rocks into our jar, the jar is our life. That's the container for our life. If we don't put in the big rocks, which are the things that really matter most to us, the things that serve us that serve our mission, that serve our biggest goals and our reason for being on this planet, then we're not going to fit them in. The jar is going to fill up with pebbles or gravel and sand, and we're going to get distracted and exhausted by all of those little things that are pulling at our attention and not leaving any energy left for what we truly want to create and what we truly stand for in this world. And so I think it's important for us to recognize, like when I say the big rocks are what really matter, I'm not just talking about, oh, the big rocks at work. You know, what are my big projects? Who are my big clients? Big rocks, I mean, in the most macro view of your life, right? Your big rocks are your family, your health and fitness. They could be philanthropy, self-care. What are those things that really matter? Your relationships. That's sort of ironic that I almost forgot that one. So anyway, I'm making fun of myself because some of you are probably chuckling on my behalf. But truthfully, all of those things, and it's up to you to decide what are your big rocks. And of course, our work has to fit in there too but it isn't one at the expense of the other. And if we start filling that jar and forgetting to carve out the space for 
really nourishing ourselves as one example. If we don't put that self-care rock in, if we're not creating that time on our calendars for whether it's, you know, a walk outside, whether it's, you know, training for whatever we're training for, whether it's for eight hours of sleep at night, whether it's for me time or meetings, as I like to call them, in between other work meetings, time and space in between Zoom calls, since so much of us are sitting in front of our computer on Zoom all day long. How are we creating that space? Things like that are big rocks. In addition to, you know, for me, another big rock is sabbatical for business, something that I've talked about before that I want to get off the ground. And that's a big rock. Obviously, there are many, many different you know, layers of what that looks like and many to-dos in getting that off the ground. But if I don't create space for that in my life, it's not going to happen. That space is going to get consumed by one-off connections and maybe media appearances that aren't even that important. Maybe they don't serve my, my goal or my mission in the way that I, I want them to. So that's time wasted. So I think you guys, I think you guys get the idea, but really, you know, when we think about this jar, remind yourself, like, this is my life and the goal is to fill this jar with intention. Be very intentional about what we put in the jar and in what priority, what order we put it in the jar. And when we get those big rocks in and we're really clear what those are, how much of the space in between those big rocks do you want to fill? I was thinking the other day as we were talking about this with, with my coaching friends, you know, if there's only like sand and pebbles in there, especially if it's only sand, oh man, you guys, it's like quicksand. You know that feeling when if you've ever walked on dunes, you know, big ass sand dunes where it's like, it's so cool and exhilarating on, on one level. And it is so freaking hard to walk on another level. You're like every single step. It takes so much energy because the sand is deep and it's just in motion. And that's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, it takes us a long time to get to where we're trying to go and we're, you know, kind of climbing uphill in that deep sand or we feel like we're sinking in the quicksand. Whereas big rocks, man, think about that. Get that visual in your mind. If you close your eyes and only close your eyes if you are not like operating heavy machinery or driving a car or doing something where you need to be looking ahead of you. Think about standing on a big rock. It lifts us up. It supports us. Doing those, dedicating our time and energy and the space in our lives to those big rocks are helping to lift us up, quite literally. And I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective before. So I'm getting really, really clear on what are the big rocks in my life. And I want to, after I talk about Mark Silverman's Only Tens um, philosophy, and system, I really want, we'll talk about how I'm starting to think about the tens, which for me are the big rocks. And the, I guess the, the filters, the language that I'm putting around to kind of keep myself really honest. And that's probably a good segue into Mark's work because Mark's work just rocked my world again. I had read it 
way back when, sort of forgotten about it, if I'm honest, and reread it in preparation for that interview that I talked about. And yeah, world officially rocked. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely one of those like, oh, I definitely needed this dose of medicine today. So Mark's First of all, yeah, Mark's, you can go to his, actually listen to his podcast. It's called Mastering Midlife. And the episode where Aaron Baker and I interview Mark, I believe it came out right on the day his book launched. So on September 15th, we turned the tables on Mark on his own podcast and started asking him questions about Only Tens 2.0. And you guys, it was even like a bigger oh shit moment for me because what he has realized in practicing only tens in succeeding and failing with only tens over the past five years, he has made it so much more robust. So there are more truths in there. There are more insights. There are more worksheets. It's, it's, I mean, it is literally a whole system for how do we stay focused on what really matters to us? How do we stay focused on the work that only we can do? It's interesting. I kind of wrote some notes to myself and I'm like, okay, Mark would say the tens are, he would say, you know, do I need to do it today? Does it need to be done today? Does it need to be done today by me? And does it need to be done by me today? So wait. I don't know if I got that right. Does it need to be done? Does it need to be done by me? And does it need to be done by me today? So that's one very simple way to think about it because what really blew my mind in everything he talks about... So listen to the episode for some context and then I would definitely recommend buying the book because what became so clear to me... And I actually want to read you guys something that I wrote. So I talked about this in my newsletter, which seems to be the thread in this, an unintentional thread. But hey, you know what? I put out some valuable shit the first Sunday of every month. So I'm going to tout it. But what I said to what I said in the newsletter and my big aha is that Mark has created a transformational life management system that's masquerading as a time and attention management tool. This thing might sound like a little tool, but it will really rock and revolutionize your life. And here's how I described it. It's a powerful and uncomfortable reminder that most of us don't have a time management problem at all. We have an honesty problem and a focus problem and a boundaries problem and a willingness to speak up problem. Yeah. So we're really not taking responsibility for everything that's happening in our lives. Instead, we're kind of choosing to believe that we're victims of our own circumstances or our evil boss or, you know, our friends who are demanding too much of us and all these things instead of really stepping up and saying, these things aren't tense. We have to teach people how to treat us. And in some cases, guys, and I know I'm facing this right now, we have to retrain people because we've trained people that we are accessible all the time. Sure, you can text me at night or call me on the weekend or I'll be here. I'm always the reliable one. I mean, how many of you know that? But that's not serving us. That's getting in the way of us 
spending time and energy on our big rocks, on our tens, the things that matter the most. And frankly, the things only we can do because they're in service of our higher self, our highest self, I should say. And they're in service of our greatest calling and our purpose. And to me, that put it all in perspective. And I was just blown away. I'm looking at what I, the other things that I wrote, but I, I got into some really deep self-reflection around this idea of, of only tens. And Mark talks about, you know, so many of us, because we're not honest with ourselves and because we are scared to death of having these really courageous conversations with the people in our lives to say, to talk about what our boundaries are, to talk about what's okay and what's not okay, what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do, when we're available and when we're not available. And you guys get the idea. We all know this intellectually, but believe me, I'm getting sucked into it left, right, and center. And so I suspect that we're, you know, so many of us are are in the same place and that you guys can relate to this as well. But there are so many truths, right? And and one of them that was such a gut punch to me, Mark says, he says, you're too busy because it feels easier than choosing what's important. Whew. Let that land for a second. That truly like took my breath away, you know, and it was like the truth hurts. And that is true. You know, it seems easier than choosing what's important, especially when it comes to choosing ourselves. That's often the most difficult choice to make, to say, I'm choosing me, even when it feels selfish. That's self-care. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. It's something that I've made sure I put back on my filters because a big rock for me absolutely has to do with protecting my energy because that's what I give to the world. And somebody, a a very dear friend of mine and a fellow coach, Matt, shined this light last week when I kind of started to grapple with all of this. And he was like, Shelly, that is your genius. How you show up and the energy that you share with all of us on this mission to liberate a billion souls and knowing you're so invested and helping to liberate our souls and seeing more rebel souls out in the world doing their thing and making an impact. That's your energy. And I can feel it in me right now as I get all passionate about this topic. I'm like, that's right. So what happens if I get zapped by this other stuff that's, you know, these are sevens or eights, or maybe they're even fives and sixes. It's about being honest with ourselves and then being honest with the people around us in relationship with us, you know, who work with us, who are asking for you know, our, our time and energy and creativity and attention in various ways. What are we willing to do and what aren't we? And having those difficult conversations, yeah, it's going to be hard in the moment. And it's going to be the most liberating, rewarding thing we can do. Mark says he's like a free man. He said it used to be the ultimate people pleaser. I was like, you know, contorting myself into a pretzel to be what people wanted me to be. And now five years later, he's like, I have more freedom and more energy in my life and people feel it. And it's allowing him to keep this momentum and the impact and come out with only 10s 2.0. So 
I really encourage all of you, like I am, to dig into this, to listen to that Mastery Midlife with Mark Silverman, the episode where myself and Aaron Baker turn the tables. You get to dig in and understand so much more about the journey and what are only tens and some of the juicy new stuff that's in the book and figure out how to apply it to your own life. And Here's one thing I'll leave you with before I kind of get into the last piece of this, which is going through what are my filters or my lens for tens. Mark taught us this on the podcast, and it was one of those gems that I will never be able to repay him for, but I will use it and I will use it for the rest of my life. And so I want to share it with all of you. Here it is. The question we were asking is like, when you're really struggling, like let's say one of my dearest friends came to me and said, hey, Shelly, I would love for you to do this speaking engagement, you know, for X and X company on, you know, next month. And I know how busy I am right now. I know what my big rocks are. And I don't, I don't have any more space in my life really through the end of the year. And I'm like, how do, you, how do you address that? Because if somebody who's really close to me, who I care deeply about comes and asks me, I usually feel like, yeah, I want to do anything I can for that person. But guess what, guys? We can't always be there for all of the people in our lives at all times. We have to choose. And sometimes we have to choose us. And the language that Mark shared with Aaron and I that day was revolutionary for me. What he said is, what if you had a conversation, Shelly, that sounded like this? You call your friend back and you say, you know, to your friend, I'm just going to call him Mark. What if I had to call Mark and say, hey, Mark, you know that thing that you asked me to do, that speaking engagement? I just want to tell you, you are an absolute 10 for me. Our relationship is a 10 in my life. However, that speaking engagement because of what I have going on and because of the big rocks in my world right now and what I want to get done through the end of the year, that speaking engagement isn't a 10. That speaking engagement is a 7. But I want you to know that you're a 10. And let's talk about future opportunities that come up. I don't know how that's landing with you guys, but man, I took that away and I thought, okay, what would it be like to be on the receiving end of that? That's powerful. And I just used it with a friend of mine today. This is, I, I record my podcasts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have those carved out as, I think I've talked about this in another episode. I have those carved out as my content creation days so I can get into flow and I can do this without interruption and without distraction. And I was on a quick call with him this morning, supporting him in another capacity. And I said, hey, you know, there's that other coaching thing this afternoon that's focused on you. And as much as I would love to be there, I can't be there because you know it's a content creation day for me. So I said, I chose to want to spend this little bit of time with you this morning to support you in figuring out your mission and your business. And because you're a 10 for me, but this afternoon... I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm going to choose me this afternoon and getting more podcasts, episodes into this world, that's a 10. And it was beautiful. And he just said, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. And thank you for prioritizing yourself because by prioritizing yourself in the podcast, you're prioritizing your mission. You're prioritizing liberating a billion souls. 
and firing up your rebel soul community, which is what I hope this is doing. So I hope that language is helpful and you'll get a whole lot more from Mark and that conversation. And no doubt, I have not yet read Only 10s 2.0, but I've seen a lot of advanced material on it. And you'll hear more of that in the, um, in the interview we did. It's so good. So here's the last thing I want to talk about in this episode. My lens for 10s. Yes, it rhymes, of course. You know me, I love, I love alliteration and I do love a little poetry, let's be honest. So I really sat back. So when Only Tens and that whole conversation with Mark rocked my world, I sat back and I was like, okay, so what question or questions do I need to be asking myself to really get clear on those big rocks that I'm putting in my mason jar? because I'm clearly filling it with sand and pebbles from the bottom up. And then I'm like working to jam in a couple of those rocks and the rest are sitting on my desk, you know, kind of going, hello, hey, look at me, kind of like my soul was five years ago. So here's what I started to do. And I hope this is inspiring for all of you. I, I put, I literally wrote this on my whiteboard, which is behind me. Well, you can't see it for those of you who are watching, but it's on the floor behind me until I find some place to hang it up. And I wrote down this question. Will this get me significantly closer to liberating a billion souls? What if I ask myself that question every time something comes across my desk or through my email or I receive a text message, will this get me significantly closer to liberating a billion souls? Like, damn, that's powerful because I'm in the business of liberating souls. That's what I do. So why would I do anything that's not helping me on that path to create bigger ripples? Because you know I love ripples of impact. You know I want all of us to be thinking about our ripples of impact in the world. And the bigger the ripples, the bigger the impact. The more it's going to become a wave that really starts to shift the change and shift the landscape. So beyond that, I thought, okay, well, I love that question. But there's, I could probably justify 10,000 ways to Tuesday that anything and everything would somehow fit under there. There are a few things that would probably fall away, but a lot of granules of sand would probably slip into that jar. So I worked with my friend Matt to determine what are my filters for these big rocks or for these tens against that question. And my filters, your filters may look really different, but hopefully these are inspirational in terms of how you might want to think about this for your own life. If I'm being really intentional about what I'm putting in that mason jar of my life, what are my filters? So for me, number one is scale. I'm at a point in my life and my business where I have to get really serious about not necessarily offering up all of my time, not even not necessarily, I'm going to catch myself in that, not offering up all my time or a significant amount of my time for one-off connections. I really need to get clear on what media, what clients, what projects, what people, what partnerships will create those bigger ripples that will get me significantly closer to liberating a billion souls. And by the way, when I say me, I mean us, But I also know that I'm the source. I'm one of the sources that's starting to generate those ripples to get us all into motion. 
And I want to keep being that person. I want to keep inspiring all of us. So that's a big one. I've been doing a lot of one-off stuff and realizing, oh man, I am at this place where I really need to get clear on what those are. And I know what they are. So now I've, I've literally taken all those categories, media, clients, projects, etc., even philanthropy, which I'll talk about in just a minute. I've taken all of those and I said, okay, so what are the big rocks in each of those? And I'm starting to work through what are the filters? So I get really clear. So it's like granular layers of filters. I just provided my PR team with a list of four to five filters for media appearances. Said, you know, I'm at this point where, okay, I'm not yet on the Today Show, but I know that's going to happen one day. However, I'm also at a point where, you know, there should be a certain reach or certain, you know, a, a certain exposure with my target audience and with the people that the Soulbatical and Rebel Souls message resonates with. So I really want to be clear and I want to make sure it's authentic and I want to make sure the platform establishes me as a thought leader and and on and on. So we're getting really clear on what those are. So it makes our decisions easier as we go forward and it makes hopefully my PR team's job easier as they're out looking for and evaluating opportunities. So that's just one example. So the second big filter under this question for me is energy. And you heard me mention it before, but protecting my energy, which I'm just starting to realize is my genius. It is my brilliance. It is what I offer the world in how I'm showing up and how I'm inspiring others, how I'm helping you guys liberate your soul or at the very least, just embrace more of your rebel soul so you can rebel for the impact you want to have in the world. And if I'm not protecting that energy bad things are going to happen. I'm not going to be able to show up this way. I'm also not going to have the energy, like I said earlier, for creation, the energy for writing in particular. I had the sad realization recently that really other than writing, you know, Instagram posts and the odd article here and there, I haven't been writing. And that feels like a crime because it's something I love to do and I'm good at doing and I have a lot to say in the world, clearly, because I keep making these really, really long when I keep saying I want to make these episodes shorter. <laughs> Thank you for bearing with me. So that's important to me. So I, wanna, I want to protect my energy so I can create the space for that creativity, for that writing. I want to create space for play. Play sets me free. That's an insight that I had in a coaching call the other day. And it just made me smile from ear to ear. I am right now. Maybe you can even hear it in my voice. Play sets me free. How many of you guys have forgotten to play too? We get so serious and our schedules get so jammed and we're not having fun. So let's bring fun back. So I want to make sure that I'm you know, creating the space for play. And then I'm also creating the space for self-care. I'm taking the first two weeks of November to go down to the Modern Elder Academy to do a sabbatical session. Or for me, it's really a soulbatical session. And I'm pretty much going to convince everybody else down there that's a soulbatical session because they're also going to read my book. So that's really important. And that's only a one-off example. But it's really important how that's a big rock for me is how do I create space throughout the year in my calendar where I know I have time off to resource and rejuvenate. And then the third, the third filter is around community and support. 
This is so important, you guys. I think we often forget it, but it's like, where do I need to be and with whom? Let's focus on the with whom. I think there's a very specific question for me and where I need to be because I've been toying with where I want to live and what brings me energy. And is it being out in LA closer to the ocean with so many of my people in this space? So that's one thing I've been toying with. And I'm going to start, I think I've mentioned this before, I'm going to start spending the winters in Los Angeles. But even more importantly than that is the with whom part. Are we really, really clear? Are we surrounded by the people that we want and need to be surrounded by in order to achieve these big rocks, in order to take on what we want to take on in the world and have the impact we want to have? Do we have the right people around us? And if not, who are those people? And how do I find them? Or how do I invite them back into my life? But it's so, it's such an important part of that mason jar is like, I see one of the rocks as my community. My community has become a very literal rock in my life, especially my coaching community for PC. Those people are so incredibly important to me. They're my family. And they are constantly lifting me up and inspiring me and challenging me on the mission that I'm on. It's another way that, you know, I can come to you guys with my ideas and I don't, you know, listen, I live with a lot of self-doubt and sometimes I lack confidence and sometimes I turn, you know, this microphone and and camera on and I go, oh my God, what the hell am I going to talk about? And other times I'm feeling, I'm in flow, like I'm totally feeling this because I'm living it right now and I'm excited to share if it, you know, helps to liberate you in the same way that it's helping to liberate me right now. But anyway, that community, man, they've encouraged me. And and when we were having this conversation, I was like, oh man, yeah, this is what I want to bring to my rebel souls because we can't be the only people in the world who are feeling this way and who are really challenged by, you know, the, the sand and the pebbles taking over our lives. So those are the three pieces, you guys. Think about like what what's in your mason jar? Are you filling it with intention? Are you putting the big rocks in first? And then P.S., once you put those big rocks in, are those big rocks reflected on your calendar? That should be the absolute first thing that we're putting on our calendar so we can protect ourselves. And then are you really clear on what your tens are? So your big rocks are your tens. Dig a little bit into the only 10 system. I promise it's going to rock your world. And then think about like, what are your, what's your lens for 10s? What's your big question? What are your filters? What are your more granular filters around, you know, people and projects and, or maybe relationships and projects and, you know, partnerships, all collaborations, all of these kinds of things. We need to get really, really clear on what we're allowing in. And then, yeah, we're going to be having some difficult conversations in our lives. And you know what? That pain is going to be, you know, temporary. And it's going to free us up so that we have the time and the space and the energy and the vibrancy to do what we want to do in the world. So I hope that gave you guys some insight into how you can really live with intention, make sure you're prioritizing those big rocks or those tens and have a big fucking rebel impact in this world, you guys. If we're truly rebelling for who we are, what we want, and the impact we want to have in the world, this is where we got to start. 
and let's do it together and let's hold each other accountable. I love you guys. Have a great rest of your day or evening and I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Hey Rebel, thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow Rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?